Ho, ho, hello. I'm Matthias Spiegel. And I'm Ronald Donaldson. And welcome to a holly jolly episode of... But That's that's a a Different Story. Where we bring you stories so full of holiday cheer, you'd think you were washing the honey nut bee's tiny tea using the special detergent next to Norm himself. Speaking of functional alcoholics, are you going to see your family this holiday season, Ronald? I sure am. But the question is, will they see me? Huh? You see, I planned on purchasing a Christmas tree for the family online this year. But after clicking buy now, I realized I was misled by the product images, and I'm now the proud owner of a genuine sniper ghillie suit. There was a strict no-returns policy, and I'll be damned if I'm not going to get the full use out of that thing. Yes, you were wearing it when I got into the studio in an effort to ambush me, but I think your studio headphones gave you away. Speaking of giving things away, we have some special holiday headlines for you today. So let's get into it with today's episode, which we're calling... A A Reindeer reindeer with with a Nose So Red Lines. Trippy Town Tree Terrifies Teens. Oh, yes. Smack dab in the middle of Tompkins Square Park, the hippies put up a tree for Christmas, a Christmas tree, but not just any kind of Christmas tree. This tree is a interesting one in that it gives you hallucinations. We'll just say it. We can say it because we've experienced it. Mm-hmm. Yep. We went down there with our satchels flip-flops in the snow too we got long hair tie-dyed t-shirts did the whole thing had some gorp on us oh good old raisins and peanuts (laughs) some ben and jerry's in our satchels some ben and jerry's Mm -hmm. melted as hell (laughs) even in the snow Satchel, not a good place to keep your frozen treats. No, and it mixed with all the patchouli oil we had in those satchels. Oh, but it also mixed with the gorp and kind of made a delicious little ice raisin peanut soup ice cream. True. And that was not a hallucination. That was a real thing. But when we got there, mm, did our minds expand? Yes. Whatever tree emits... A hallucinogenic drug, I guess, uh, from it, causing the viewer... And it's, it's, it's emitted through the eyes. So upon viewing it, that's, that's how it gets you. I mean, yes, it, it's, it does... Yes, it is an eye-based drug vector. There's also some, you know, twirling spirals on the tree. Oh, yeah. The hippies got some halluc- uh hypnotist friends and they got their little spinny wheels yes and used them as ornaments so many spinny wheels in all different directions mm-hmm. i guess just two clockwise and counterclockwise. <laughs> i know but you get one on each eye a different one and your eyes start spinning in different clockwise counterclockwise directions Ooh, You're asking for a bad time dizzy dizzy spells dizzy galepsy over here um yeah, so of course, you know, those are the first people that are going to want to do this. The teens, the town teens. All those... Tree that gets you high, sure, I'm there. 
and they don't even have to smoke it nope not at all however the when they when the town teens the town teens of new york city when (laughs) when they got there to view the tree oh on a beautiful crisp winter night they got there looked at the tree pooped their pants immediately they got so scared whatever they saw they can't describe it but they ran out of their screaming yes they turned as white as the fresh snow on the ground the freshly driven snow yes they the lost blood it would seem i mean that's how pale they looked the blood mm. was still in them but maybe some of it evacuated through their stool <laughs> <laughs> That's how terrified they were. Yeah. <laughs> now I've been so scared you poop blood. <laughs> it is a mess. That freshly white driven snow. <laughs> Splotches of brown and red. <laughs> Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> yes, those teens were so terrified, and in fact, their their feet sort of, they jumped up a few feet in the air, their feet were spinning, getting ready to run, like an old Scooby-Doo cartoon. Ah, uh, yes, yes, yes. Matched with the spinning wheels of the tree. Yes. <laughs> and they they just zipped on out of there, mm-hmm. leaving a stinky trail of... Big cloud of, well, I thought it was dust, well, it would be something else. <laughs> So anyway, these teens scared straight, never going to touch a drug again. Worked better than they ever could. And when we tried to track them down to ask what they saw that was so terrifying. And I mean, they were a little hard to find because we were still also hallucinating at the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to follow our nose. <laughs> Which it took us, we spent so many hours just walking in circles. Yeah, because the the patchouli really, like, gets in there, so it's hard to smell anything else. Yeah. (laughs) And we found each other and thought we were the other, we were ourselves looking at each other and we were the other person. (laughs) Yep. We were so high, man. It was a real fun time. So we never did find those teens, did we? Or maybe we did. I don't remember. I do remember finding the hat man, though. Oh. (laughs) You did? Yes, peeking from behind a tree. With his many hats? Yes. He visits me at night sometimes. (laughs) It was a tri-corner today. Mm. So if that's what the teens saw, I can understand their fear. But I've gotten used to it. <laughs> you always tip your imaginary cap at him. Is that right? To keep yes, him at bay. Mm-hmm. That's a trick. Gotta wear a hat, tip it back. <laughs> <laughs> well, hats off to you. And to those teens. Then, to be safe, to the hat man. <laughs> Ripped off reindeer refuse ride. Relinquish roll. Trouble is a Bruin in the North Pole. 
Oh, and it's not Trouble Brand Coffee. <laughs> no, no, no. If only. But, you know, Santa of the Claws variety is going to mm. need some coffee. Thank you for clarifying. You're welcome. <laughs> Always try to, you know, journalistic ethics. Mm-hmm. Want to be as accurate as possible. Mm-hmm. Our ethicist in the corner there is peeking <laughs> up. thumbs up. You think thumbs up. You don't see the ethicists that often around the offices. No. <laughs> but how you doing, George? Uh, another thumbs up. Oh, hmm. other thumb, great. <laughs> right. You can put him down, George. <laughs> put him up again if you need to. But yes, Santa of the Claws. Gonna need a lot of coffee because there is a labor dispute. Up in the North Pole. Oh, no. Yes, the reindeer, those magical flying fawns. Hmm. Pulled it off. (laughs) They're upset. You see, apparently, in their contract, they were promised new leather straps and tassels. Sleigh bells. Sleigh bells. Mm Mm-hmm. To go on their leather straps, the jingle jingles, you know. That's how you can hear them. Their sleigh sleigh bells have doled over the years. It's been decades. They're using the same old... The balls and the bells are pretty much pulverized to dust, like little pieces of sand. Yes, every time they fly, they, you know, would either do a test run with their flying or even the night itself. It sounds like you're shaking a six-pack of empty Guinnesses. With the True. little balls in there. It's not a pleasant sound. No. I mean, it's waking kids up. It's very dangerous for Santa. Mm-hmm. You get caught. <laughs> True. <laughs> they don't say it. When you catch Santa, he disappears. It's over. <laughs> and not just for you. For everyone no, else. he's gone. Yeah, that's it. No more Santa. <laughs> and he doesn't show up the next year. He doesn't no. regenerate. He goes to dust. Thanos snaps away. <laughs> you don't want to catch him. No, Back and everyone anybody. knows that you're the one who did it, and you ruined Christmas for everyone mm-hmm. else. Yep, they put your face right on a billboard. People throw tomatoes at it. <laughs> and not nice organic heirloom tomatoes. We're talking rotten ones. Oh, yeah. Not fit for human consumption. No, but kids, they still try. They still try to catch them. Oh, I thought you were going to say eat the tomatoes. <laughs> kids love tomatoes. <laughs> Take a big old chomp, let the juices <laughs> run down their chin. <laughs> but there are no... Well, speaking of chomping, I mean, these reindeer are chomping at the bit, literally, the bits in their mouths, to get these new jingly bells, but Santa's not relenting. So, the reindeer have decided to go on strike. Mm -hmm. They're not going to fly this year, apparently, unless Santa and everyone else meet their demands. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, Santa's accountant pulling his hair out, trying to run the numbers just to get the budget in for these bells. But, but, you know, I think think this has moved past a budgetary issue, and this is just Santa being spiteful. Mm. You hate to see it. Mm-hmm. 
He wants to be the one in control. He does. I mean, I love to see Santa sprightful with his sprightly elves and a little jig in his step. That refreshing lemon-lime soda. You see him drink Coke. He also drinks Sprite. The Coke he does for the money, but he's a Sprite man through and through in this personal life. (laughs) He is. When he gets home after the long night, he... Mrs. Claus, boil me up a nice bowl of Sprite. Yes, he drinks it hot and from a bowl. (laughs) One of those nice big fish bowls with a fancy straw. Yeah. (laughs) Sitting on his easy chair, fish bowl full of hot, piping hot Sprite. He loves it. He's like, I know it has little bubbles, but when you boil it, it gets the big bubbles. That's even better. It's... Little known fact about Santa of the Claus. <laughs> Loves his boiling Sprite. It's like really his signature thing. It's true. All it's year. No one talks about it. Yeah, I don't know why. I mean, yeah, he every year he leaves a note. He takes a bite out of a cookie but says, next year, well, why not Sprite? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really confuses the children. Mm-hmm. But the children themselves will be confused if there is no Santa Claus and the reindeer do not meet, you know, some sort of accord here. Well, there's that. Then you've got the scabs. Mm. So um, many scabs coming in. It's it's the mooses. Santa went through, hired some, you know, he... Santa just puts the magic on them. So he just put the magic on the mooses, but they don't have the cohesion of a team of reindeer. I'm talking Donner. Blitzen. Blitzen. (laughs) Dasher. Dancer. Dancer. Cupid. Don't forget, good old Prancer rhymes with Dancer. Mm Mm-hmm. And they kind of mean the same thing, too. That's true. (laughs) One is maybe a fancier kind of dance, I suppose. A dressage, of course. Oh, yes. (laughs) Reindeer dressage. That's something I'd like to see. But, yep, the moose scabs, they come in. Uh, So he's been trying with them, but they just don't, like I said, they don't have the cohesion of... The core group. Right. They're also, it's like, you know, putting a, a Porsche engine in a little VW Beetle. Moose, because they're so big, they just go a lot faster and are harder con- to control. Yeah. Antlers are bigger. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> so, hopefully, you know, I recommend everyone enjoy... A nice bowl of Moose Tracks ice cream. Mmm. Yum. (laughs) Put this to bed. Yes. Come to an agreement. Yes. Hopefully the moose will learn their lesson. Santa, of course, learns his. And uh, Rudolph, the union leader, and him and Santa can come to an agreement. Squash this. For the kids. Of course. For the kids. (laughs) 
Carolina carolers can't control capybara cries. Oh, the weather outside is delightful up in Carolina. Not north, not south, smack dab in the middle. <laughs> Where one family has uh, always this tradition to go house to house singing carols of the season. Um, but, as we all know, there's been an influx of large rodents in Carolina. They've come seeking the lovely weather uh, where it's not too hot, not too cold. Right there, smack in the middle of Carolina. Um, yes, uh, capybaras, they are called. The chillest of the rodents. Um, they love sitting in ponds, having water dabbled over their heads, making friends with other nature and wildlife. Yes, it's very... You would think that the chillest would be the chinchilla, but mm. it is not. It is these rodents of unusual size, the capybaras. Yeah, if you've ever met a chinchilla, famously unchill, always asking you to pick up your bong, and all those empty beer cans, say, I don't work for you to sleep on the couch all day. You got to pay rent, buddy. I say, hey, chill out, chinchilla. Not famously unchill. Famously. They love to bathe in volcanic ash, but they do have a volcanic temper as well. Chinchillas? Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't even say that. I don't even want to get into what happens when you drink all the milk and leave the carton in the fridge. <laughs> How am I supposed to know you have a calcium deficiency, Gerald? But, yeah, chinchillas, not chill. Capybaras, chill as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, you know, I say that. <laughs> well, they themselves are chill, but there's a part of them that, to us humans, I'll say, does not seem chill at all. No. Uh, which this family in Carolina will call them the gardeners. Um because that's their last name. <laughs> and also what they do. Also what they do. Oh, the most beautiful landscaping you've ever seen. If you ever need a flower bed rearranged, call the gardeners in Carolina. <laughs> you will not be disappointed. A little free plug for them, you know? They deserve it. Because of the turmoil that they've gone through this holiday season, plagued by capybara cries as they sing, it seems that the tone of the youngest, Brennan, really strikes a nerve with these rodents. So anytime his little soprano voice comes up, you just hear from the background these oh, awful capybara growls. They are moans. Grumbles. I mean, ooh, ooh. Just thinking about them gives me chills. And not the nice, festive, Christmas time chill in the air. Jack Frost nipping at my nose. Mm. No, it's a... Yes, he goes it's... for your nose. He always goes for my toes. <laughs> I was like, this guy's got a foot thing, I think. <laughs> I couldn't tell which is weird. He's nipping at people. His little extremities. <laughs> he always is. Yeah. Nasty man. Jack Frost. 
always causing that hypothermia. Yeah. <laughs> but no, the chill I got thinking about these capybara cries just ooh, makes oh, me shudder. It's like brown note vomit inducing kind of <laughs> sounds. Um, they seem to be everywhere too. They follow this little child around. <laughs> it's as if, yes, the child's high voice, especially, you know, singing a song like Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. It seems to attract the capybaras, mm-hmm. and they want to join in on the yes. fun. Much like a husky hearing a fire truck, they feel, feel compelled to join in. It would be cute if it wasn't, didn't sound so terrible. No, but, you know, the capybaras, they, it's like they want to be, they found the alpha, this little child. So mm. they're, they become a pack and try to impress the kid with their own cries, their own mm-hmm. carols. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, as the family goes from house to house, you see a little line of capybaras following them, much like warthogs in the wild. And you're not allowed to, di- or javelinas, I should say. Um, and they say you're not allowed to disturb them. Just let them be. It's going to be more trouble for you if you try to push them away from you. Or you don't dare separate the mama from the cub. Oh, and they have. People have tried. The gardeners tried early on. Mm-hmm. And, oh, the capybaras, they just... Yeah, they, they start- threatened them with their little spades. He said, get out of here, cappy. <laughs> the little hand rakes. Don't make me go get out the backhoe. Copybirds weren't having it. They said, do your worst. They started crying even louder mm-hmm. and in harmony. Oh, then it sounded pretty good. <laughs> the capybaras themselves, when they sing together, beautiful. Oh, majestic. It's when they mix with little Brennan. <laughs> That's when it really sours. I think it's, you know, I think it's really Brennan's fault here. I think he's the one that's making the bad sounds. That's a good point. He has, you know, always just weaseled his way in to become the star of these carol sessions and wants the lead so voice. Right. With his missing front tooth. His overly long scarf and top hat. Top hat? Yes. Yeah, he he's is. a little fancy lad. That's what makes him annoying. Insists Mini on Fraser. It. Only, yes, the finest organic eggnog. Oh, caviar. I know. He gets caviar in his eggnog. What do you think about that? Disgusting. Sure, it's fancy, but at what price? His little, literally, silver spoon to eat the caviar. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, here's a message to you gardeners. Get rid of Brennan, then, and then have the capybaras join you, and you'll probably do much better. Fortune teller predicts localized blizzard over Empire State Building. Dire news from the world of mediums and fortune tellers Mm. and fortune cookies. What about larges? (laughs) Yes, they contribute too. (laughs) They usually have the big picture fortunes Mm. that they tell. Macro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The smalls tell you what's going to happen in the next few minutes. As opposed to this micro blizzard. This is true. Yes, Madam 
Brunhilde, famous fortune teller from the German neighborhood. You know her from the billboards. And she's got the airplanes with the banners flying all the time across the city. Madame Broomhilda. That's all it says. I said, what's she do? Right. No phone number. <laughs> no. No website. <laughs> just raising think, awareness. But She might just own a tiny plane and have that banner <laughs> made. That's just her leisure time is just flying her name around. I mean, you spend so many hours, hundreds of hours getting your pilot's license. You got to use it. <laughs> and let people know that you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> but what's she got to say? She has some a dire warning for the residents of New York City, specifically those on 34th and 33rd Streets, between 5th Avenue and 6th Avenue. Mm-hmm. Let me think. Hmm. Why, that's... That's right where the Empire State Building is, if I'm not mistaken. You are absolutely not mistaken. In fact, mm. I'd venture to say you're correct. Oh, wow. Got the fact checkers yes. for giving me the thumbs up. <laughs> Enthusiastic. Pointing oh, at and... Google Maps. <laughs> they pulled like it up. <laughs> one of their thumbs is, is red. One thumb screen. Very <laughs> oh, yeah. festive. So festive. <laughs> so, yes, the Empire State Building. King Khan's jungle gym. Playground mm. itself. Rock climbing wall. <laughs> True. Trying to go for that free solo mm -hmm. trend. Well, it'll. he shouldn't climb it soon because it'll be covered in snow. Ah, According to this Broomhilda. Yes. Now, as we all know, mediums like Madame Broomhilda have their crystal balls, which tell them the future. Mm -hmm. She looked in hers and said very clearly, it is going to snow for a little while directly over the Empire State Building. Nowhere else. Mm. There's going to be a checkered yellow cab at the base. A giant apple will sprout also underneath the Empire State Building. The Statue of Liberty, a la Ghostbusters 2, will apparently walk over, also get in on the action. All right, t tell me more about this apple <laughs> that sprouts it underneath seems, the building. Yes, it seems a giant <laughs> red apple with the letters NY on it. <laughs> NYC, in fact. Is this well, the the uh, so fabled Big Apple that they speak of when they talk of the Big Apple? It was once a rumor, but now is real. Will yes, be real. I believe the prophecy will have finally come true. Mm. Around Christmas time. How big are we talking? Basketball it seems. Size. Yes, I mean based on the oh, image. Beach ball, beach ball size. Oh, much bigger than that. Oh. Bigger than a beach ball. Oh, it's. I mean, according to Madame Hilda and her image, it's going to take up the first 10, 20 floors of the building. Wow. So somewhere between ten stories and twice that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
I mean, the reports were a little <laughs> hazy. Hazy because it was snowing in her. Well, and everything in that crystal balls got fisheye lens, you know? This is mm. hard to ju- judge size. That's true. Everything looks like you're in a music video in the 90s. Yes. <laughs> that was, it's like a PlayStation 1 ad came up. It's like, <laughs> are you ready for this, dude? It's radical. Oh, yeah, you know it. Slap on some vans. Mm-hmm. Head into a half pipe. Oh, yeah. My cargo shorts at the ready. Yes. <laughs> Spike that hair. Oh, so much gel. <laughs> the tips of frost. So seasonal for Very. the winter. <laughs> That's true. So, yeah. So local weathermen are pulling their hair out over this. They are. They're not sure what to do. And I mean, because they're not seeing it in their radars. Yeah. And so the the public, of course, is going with Broomhilda, abandoning our local weathermen. They're having a crisis of identity, jumping out of buildings left and right. The news stations can't replace them fast enough. There's a job shortage now of weathermen. <laughs> Everyone just goes to Broomhilda for their weather facts. She has a known track record of being awfully wrong, too. She does. She once predicted a snowstorm on top of the pyramids in Egypt. And I don't even want to get into the OJ verdict. No. I lost too much money on that one. You did place a lot of prop bets as well. Will the glove fit? <laughs> God damn Wrong again <laughs> Worst one is a, Is a Cochran going to come up with a great rhyme about this I bet no I mean No one I said no Cochran is not a poet <laughs> He's a lawyer He's a lawyer Yeah Little yeah. did we know No But anyway We will see Come Christmas Day. Yes, if you are in the area, we advise that you stay away from the scene, the Empire State Building, or, I suppose, bring a lot of caramel. <laughs> Why? Pour it on that apple, baby. Take yourself <laughs> a bite. for listening be sure to rate and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform follow us on instagram at but that's a podcast email us your headlines questions and comments at but that's a different story at gmail.com and be sure to join us again next time for another episode of but that's a different story